If it's not about love, it's not about God. Perhaps you've heard this phrase before. After all, a presiding bishop says it often enough. And I think Jay mentioned it up here not too long ago. If it's not about love, it's not about God. Simple, right? And hopefully hard to argue with because it provides a rather straightforward way of looking at the world, one that is consistent with the ministry of Jesus as we followed him over the past year reading stories from the Gospel of Matthew each week. And this week, Christ the Sunday, the last Sunday of Pentecost, we find ourselves at the end of our walk with Matthew, at least until year A comes around again in another two years from now. For those who are wondering, the Episcopal Church follows a three-year liturgical rotation, Matthew, then Mark, then Luke, with plenty of John sprinkled in. If you're interested, you can Google Revised Common Lectionary if you want to learn more. But today's gospel comes at the end of several weeks of very difficult parables. Matthew has taken us on quite a journey telling disorienting stories of condemnation and judgment. Bridesmaids who don't stay awake and servants who can't get it right. Wicked tenants and unexpected wedding guests. Each perhaps serves as its own cautionary tale. Several feature gnashing of teeth. More than one ends up with someone being cast into outer darkness. You can almost sense the urgency building in these stories as we edge closer towards the end of Matthew's gospel and the inevitable passion to come. Maybe even desperation. As Jesus' time draws near and he works to impart every bit of wisdom he can to the disciples. But if we were to look back, we'd see that from the very beginning of Matthew's gospel, he has tried to impress upon us how the kingdom of God is different than the kingdoms of man. And that the life God calls us to, that Jesus invites us to, is different than that demanded by earthly empires and nations that runs counter even to the rhythms of society. But here we are at the end of the liturgical year. This is the very last word from Matthew and the guys have left it to me to make sense of it all. Instead of a parable in today's lesson, Jesus's words make clear how we are expected to live and for whom we are expected to care. We hear echoes from the Sermon on the Mount about who is to receive God's blessing, but this time the words are plain about how we are to live into the word. For I was hungry and you gave me food. For I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. For I was a stranger and you welcomed me. You see it, don't you? 
these things that God asks us to do to care for the least of these, they're all about love. And each of these statements, requests, along with the gospel that Zach read that I didn't just repeat, each of them asks us to show God's love to others just as we would to God's self. Because as Jesus explains, caring for those in need of care is caring for him. If anything, these past few weeks of parables in Matthew have spoken of a world as disorienting as our own. All we can do is make guesses about the context of that world and the people who would have initially heard these words. Of course, there is much that is different, but I have to think that the first century Christians that this gospel was written by and for would look at the dynamics at play in the world in which we live and still recognize far too much of it. And yet, we are called to be people of love in the midst of the disorientation of the world, or maybe because of it. Love is the work we are called to do, even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. Not just when others are watching or the need is overwhelming. We are called to do the work of love when it's inconvenient and messy, when we're just plain worn out by the heartache and brokenness of the world. And even when it's the day after Thanksgiving and 120 of our meal program guests still need to eat. I guess it's good then that while the world can be disorienting, perhaps also is the reign of Christ the King because it is the dominion of Christ, not the world, that brought us to St. James today. And it is the kingdom of Christ that you and I, all of us, are called to be a part of. And it is that same reign of Christ and flourishing of God's beloved community to which we profess and pledge ourselves each time we recite the words of our baptismal covenant. This is the paradigm Matthew has explained to us time and again, a vision of life that sits in opposition to so much of the world around us and today makes plain just how we are supposed to make it happen with our thoughts and words and deeds. By the way, we practice our faith and live our lives, not just within these walls, but as we go forth making our way in the world. And as we bring to bear the kingdom, not kingdom, the kingdom, that God calls us to. Because if it's not about love, it's not about God. Next week, we begin our walk in Mark's gospel and we'll come at the word through a slightly different lens. 
But that doesn't mean that the message isn't consistent, even if a bit challenging at times. Christ will still be king in the weeks ahead as we begin preparing for a coming and in the months beyond. Because the call to see Christ in all those around us and treat them accordingly is a consistent refrain. So I'll ask you this. If nothing else, take just these words from today's sermon with you as you go from this place and let it help order your steps. If it's not about love, if it's not about love, that's right. I'm going to close by offering a collect for today that's different than the one that we started with. This one comes for our siblings in Christ at All Saints Pasadena. And I share it because when I came across it, I thought it perfectly summed up my thoughts about today's feast day. And so I offer it in the hopes that it might speak to you too. Let us pray. Most gracious God, who in Jesus of Nazareth showed us an alternative to the kings and queens and emperors of history, help us to refer to and emulate Jesus' leadership to love and to seek justice for all people. Help us to recognize the true grandeur and life-changing power based in loving you and all of our neighbors. In Christ Jesus, with you and the Holy Spirit, may we co-create a world ruled not through domination, but in that radical and all-powerful compassion and love. Amen.